You are listening to Parenting Our Future with certified parent coach, Robin McMahon, author of The Yelling Cure and founder of Parenting for Connection. My podcast is all about providing you with the tools and solutions you need in your parenting so you can create the family you always wanted. For more information on my book and other resources, check out yellingcurebook.com. Hi, it's Robin McMahon and welcome to my show, Parenting Our Future. How many of you are so angry at your child? How many of you are angry at your children? How many of you are angry at yourself as a parent? Today, I want to talk about forgiveness. And here's what I know. As parents, especially moms, we hold ourselves up to what is almost an impossible standard of the type of mom that we think that we should be, that we think we need to be. One that will probably never actually achieve a standard that is impossible, that is about perfection to the outside world and in our families. Perfection that maybe means that we eat dinner at the table every night, that we have family time every day, that we talk about our feelings and needs. And if that doesn't happen in your house, and you struggle to sit at the table and enjoy each, each other at dinner, or you're like me and we just can't play board games because <laughs> nobody's ever happy, so we just don't even try, you know, what do we do? We beat ourselves up, we put ourselves down, we feel shame, and we think we're bad parents, and sometimes we hate ourselves. I have felt that. I have hated myself for the parent that I am, I have felt shame for the job that I felt that I was failing at, to be a parent, something that I had thought about all my life, only to finally be one and be blessed with two beautiful, healthy boys, and to feel like I was the worst mom ever. And we turn our anger and our frustration not just towards ourselves, but we turn it towards our kids too. We blame them. We feel resentment, we feel bitterness, we feel frustration, helpless, we feel trapped even, we feel unappreciated for sure, we feel depleted. And I want to show you a new way. I want to show you a way to feel more energized. And I want to show you that you can forgive yourself and your kids because forgiveness puts you in the driver's seat. It means that you claim your power. Holding on to disappointment and shame for yourself and for how you see yourself as a parent robs you of your happiness and your peace. And you deserve to be happy. You deserve to have peace. I've said this in other podcast episodes where we say that joy is your innate state. So let's claim it. Let's not hold on to past pain. Holding on to resentment and frustration with your child too stops you from entering into empathy for them. Forgiveness opens the door to self-acceptance, to, self to connection, and to empathy. So let me ask you, what are you holding on to from your past that still hurts you now? 
Are there any past hurts that involved your child or another person? Or maybe the way you were parented. Maybe you're holding on to something from your childhood. And I know that we operate from the place that we were hurt the most. It's unfortunate that that's the way things are, but we do. And what do you tell yourself about yourself as a result of this hurt? I know that we all have an internal dialogue and we don't say very nice things to ourselves about ourselves, do we? We all know that we are our own worst critics. So what do you say to yourself about it? Do you beat yourself up? Do you say you should have known better? You should have done better? But isn't it true that we do the best we can with what we know in the moment? That we're never really ever trying to do the worst job possible? That's just not something we do. I love Byron Katie. Byron Katie has written a book called Love What Is. She is a beautiful spiritual teacher, and I've learned a lot from her over the years. And she uses a series of questions to help you challenge your thoughts. And I want you to use this to help open the door to forgiveness for yourself. So first, I want you to know that your thoughts about yourself, maybe even also about a situation, aren't facts. You know, uh, Dr. Phil says that we talk 124 words a minute, but we think 1,400 words a minute, which means we have a super highway of thought inside our brains, inside our heads. And what we can say out loud, maybe we say out loud to, to ourselves, I'm a horrible parent. I suck at this. I can't do this. I'm overwhelmed. I won't do this anymore. I need out. I need a break. I, I, I just can't even. If that's what we can say out loud, how many times can you say that inside your head? You can say it so many more times and that creates neural pathways in your brain. And so when you feel the frustration, the overwhelm, the disappointment, you're, you default back to a neural pathway that isn't serving you, right? A thought that isn't serving you that you've just decided is true. And unfortunately, our brains go in search of proving it to be true once we've decided a thought is a fact. But we can challenge those thoughts. We do not have to believe every thought that we have. So I want you to challenge yourself with these thoughts or with these questions. First of all, is it true? Maybe you're going to say, yes, it's true. Okay. Is it really true? Is the next question. Maybe you're still going to say yes. Maybe you'll say no. Maybe it isn't really true. But I want you to really think about it. Like, let's say you say I'm a bad parent. I'm a really bad mom. Is it true? Yes, it's true. Is it really true? Well, I mean, I feel like I'm a good mom a lot of the times. I mean, some of the times. So maybe it isn't really true. But then how does that thought make you feel? That's the next question. Well, the thought saying I am a bad mom makes me feel like a loser, makes me feel depressed, makes me feel overwhelmed and depleted. So then the next question to ask yourself is what would things be like if I didn't hold this belief? What would life be like if I didn't say to myself every day that I'm a bad mom? And so some of you might be saying, yeah, okay, well, 
uh, it sucks, but I know for sure that I am. And I was in that place. I knew for sure that I was a bad mom and nobody could talk me out of it. I had screwed up. I had bought into the belief that the first five years of life, uh, if I didn't do the best that I could to form my child's foundation of his personality, that it was just simply too late, that there was no hope. And so every time my child did something that reminded me of how bad of a parent I was, I would spiral back down into depression and sadness and regret and shame, deep, deep shame. But I was only doing the best that I could at the time. So when I was working with my coach, she challenged me to let that go. And at first I said, nope, not willing to. She said, why aren't you willing to? And I said, because it's true. She said, hmm. okay, well, maybe it's true. Maybe it's true. But so what? <laughs> what are you going to do about it? If it's true, how does that make you feel? And what is it costing you in your life? And I said, well, it's costing me peace. It's costing me joy. It's costing me connection. It's costing me the family that I always wanted. So I, I did this. I took the steps to forgive myself. And one of the things that I did that I really, really recommend and invite you to do is to write a letter to yourself and say, look, these are all the things that I've done, but I know that I'm doing the best that I can. And you just lay it all out. If you need to burn it after, or you need to rip it up, that's okay. Or keep it and cherish it and say, I recognize what, I've said to myself, I recognize that I've made some mistakes, but I'm willing to forgive myself because I deserve to be happy. I deserve to have joy and I deserve to have peace. And my child deserves for me to have that as well so that I can show up and be the best kind of parent that I can be. So I really invite you to try that. You are currently listening to the Parenting Our Future podcast. I'm parent coach Robin McMahon. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with someone who you think might also need to hear this. Please don't forget to subscribe. And I would be grateful if you gave me a five-star rating on iTunes. If you're a parent who's struggling and you feel like you might need some support to be the confident leader of your family, where you can calmly respond to any kind of behavior, disrespect, or your kids not listening to you, well, I have a membership group that you might be interested in. All you have to do is go to kamomsclub.com for more information. That's kamomsclub.com for more information. Now, back to the show. So now there's your kids. Now that you've taken the time to forgive yourself, let's talk about your kids. You know, they come into this world fully willing and ready to feel their feelings. And when something's off with them, they show it in their behavior, right? And what do we do? We judge them, we criticize them, we shame them, we complain about them, we label them, we say you're a troublemaker, you're the worst, you ruin everything. You know, we say all sorts of things like that. But what can you own in the way that you've judged your child? And let's face it, we all do. I am no different. And I didn't say very nice things to myself about when my kids were acting up, you know, I, I would say things like, you are so demanding. You're the worst. You ruin everything. You are so hard. 
Maybe you say your child is lazy or argumentative or loud or demanding or resistant to go with the flow. Nothing is ever easy with you. And maybe you have thoughts and feelings about your child that have built up over time. And in those moments of serious frustration, what do you say to yourself about your child? I want you to take a moment to really think about what is the overarching thought that you have about your child? There's usually something that is built in frustration. Maybe it's a label, but it stops you from seeing who your child really is and it takes you out of empathy. So as many of you know, I have one of my boys who I just is the light of my life. He is sparkly, green-eyed boy with red hair and I couldn't love him anymore. But when I first became a mom, he threw me off kilter in ways I never knew were possible. Like I had an epidural. Uh, first of all, he was 11 days overdue, right? I went in, and I went in 10 days overdue. He took a day to come. I was induced multiple times until, you know, they finally broke my water and then I had an epidural and he went up instead of down. Talk about defiant, right? <laughs> then I had to have a C-section. I'd never even had an IV before and now I was having major surgery and I couldn't nurse him and I couldn't comfort him. And this started me on this path of feeling less than, feeling deep, deep shame. And there is a part of me that blamed myself, but there is a big part of me that blamed him, even though I know, and I know so deeply now it's not his fault. He just came into the world like this. This is just the way he is. And so I had to take the time to do the work to forgive him. And I was very clear with myself that I was forgiving him for how he made me feel, but he didn't know that he made me feel that way, you know? So I, I wrote a letter that I actually still have. And it said something like, I forgive you for throwing me off kilter. I forgive you for making me feel like I'm the worst mom in the world. I forgive you for making me feel so depressed I forgive you for making me feel like I can't do anything right. And for me, it was so good to just let go because I think I was holding on to this mental burden, you know, keeping a mental tally almost of his infractions that weren't even his fault. He was just being a kid and he's a kid with a lot of needs, a lot of extra needs even, you can say. And I didn't know that and I didn't know how to handle that. And quite frankly, none of us do because we become parents and we don't really know what we're in for, do we? And it's hard enough parenting a typical child, let alone a child with extra needs, right? It's really tough. And there's no book. We all know there's no handbook. Well, there is my book. <laughs> there's my book, The Yelling Cure. That's a really good book. It's a great place to start. Um, and, and it just, it throws us so off, doesn't it? And 
we all handle it a little bit differently, but I really felt like I needed to let go of that resentment and that shame so that I could start to see him as the beautiful boy that he was. And now I'll tell everybody who will listen that he is my greatest gift because he brought me to this work. He brought me to my knees, but he brought me to this work. And I tell him as much as I possibly can, that you make me want to be a better person. You make me want to be a better mom. And I thank you for that because I would not have done this work if he was easier, if he was typical. And my life has changed because of it. And I've dedicated my life to this work because of this beautiful boy who I love so much. And, and I'll tell you, it's not easy. You know, there are still days where his needs overwhelm me. But I know now the tools that I, I need to have in my, in my backpack, if you will, to, to be there for him. I know how to take care of myself so I don't lose it on him. And that does start with forgiveness. And I'm able to fully put myself in his shoes in the way he sees the world and how, how it must be hard for him. And so I want you to do that too. And so I want you to go through those same questions that I mentioned earlier with Byron Katie. And, and when you can isolate the thoughts that you have about your child, the labels that you have, is it true? Yes, it's true. Is it really true? Well, maybe not. <laughs> How does it make you feel? It makes me feel sad. And what would life be like if you didn't have this thought? I, I know when I ask these questions and I think, what would life be like if I didn't have this thought? It feels like freedom. It feels like I'm bursting with energy and joy to say, no, I don't need to live in this. I can be free and happy and joyful. You know, and I want to point out, this is not about putting on rose-colored glasses, but this is noticing what is also true, Right? It's not all the negativity, right? And our brains have a negativity bias, right? So we have we a have hundred good things that happen. One bad thing happens and that's what we focus on, right? And that's just the way our brains are programmed back from when we were, uh, when we were rolling around in, in caves and, uh, and, and loincloths. <laughs> you know, that is survival, right? The, the positive stuff didn't mean life or death but the negative stuff did. And unfortunately, we, we're still programmed that way, but you can fight against that by taking in things that are also true. So if you are frustrated with your child, go through those thoughts that you have, find a new thought and think that over and over again. And also find ways to appreciate your child. What can you do to see in them something that sparks joy in you? Can you look at your child and just say, I just love how sparkly your eyes are. I love that your smile looks the same as mine. I love that my, my one son has the same feet as me. I think that's so cute. And those are the same, like my dad had those same feet, feet too. Anyway, um, you know, there's little things that I can just look at and say, you are, you are from me. And that is so cool. Like, I just love you. I just love being close to you. I'm talking about appreciating them for things that they do not have to earn, that are already true about who they are as a person, that they are loved and lovable just for who they are. And I think that's really powerful. You know, that no matter what their behavior is, that they know that they're loved and lovable. 
that's a really big, that's a really big and important lesson for our kids to know and to feel deeply from us, from their parents. That is a huge gift to give them as they move from us into this world. I want to leave you on one note. This is a quote from Thich Nhat Han. Okay, well, I'm not saying that right. But anyway, Thich Nhat Han. And it's about empathy. I'm going to leave those questions that, I've, that I ask of you to ask yourself from Byron Katie, from What is Love? And I'll also leave this quote. But I just feel so, like it's so appropriate to, to read it to you now. It's called Empathy. And it says, when you plant lettuce, if it does not grow well, you don't blame the lettuce. You look for reasons it's not doing well. You may need fertilizer or more water or less sun. You never blame the lettuce. Yet, if we have problems with our friends and family, we blame the other person. But if we know how to take care of them, they will grow well like the lettuce. Blaming has no positive effect at all, nor does trying to persuade using reason and argument. This is my experience. No blame, no reasoning, no argument, just understanding. And if you understand, and if you show that understanding, you can love and the situation will change. So I really hope that you will do this work along with me and that it will absolutely change you your life, your relationship with your child, your children, and your family. Thank you for listening to this edition of my podcast, Parenting Our Future. I'm parent coach Robin McMahon, and if you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with someone who you think might also need to hear this message. And don't forget to subscribe, and if you like my work, I'd be grateful if you gave me a five-star rating. For those of you who like my content and want more, visit me at yellingcurebook.com to get your copy of my book and to find other resources to help you. Until next time, I am wishing you and your family peace and connection.